Hi, welcome to Money Lab Live. My name is Matt Divinisi. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Who's here in the chat right now? Can you see me? Can you hear me? I know people on the podcast, they love uh, when I say, can you can you hear me? Because it's like, what are we doing here? Um, so anyway, uh, welcome to the show. We do have uh, Bradbury Waltz here. We have Ruben. Um, and today, I had, all right, so this all started kind of uh, a week ago. Was it a week ago? Yeah, it was last week. And I had what I called a banger tweet. It wasn't a banger tweet, but uh, it was a tweet that did really well for me. And this is the tweet. The tweet is the best biz move I made la this year, so 2021. Um, and I, I set up a one-time offer page or an OTO page that all new subscribers see after they sign up. And this was a game changer for me. 66% increase in total revenue in less than two months. Um, reply if you want deets. So I got a lot of replies. And uh, yeah, we're, 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 I'm going to kind of go over that. I'm going to go over everything here. Um, hat tip to Miles Beckler, who's the first person I want to shout out in this video. Because honestly, if it wasn't for him and his ATM strategy, um, I don't, I don't think this would have been possible. It definitely would have been possible. He, he literally coached me through it. Um, and then I watched a lot of his videos and they were, they were working. It worked. And I want to kind of go over everything. Um, we have Caitlin here. Thank you. Do I look fresh? I cut my own thing. I cut my own hair and beard now because the pandemic, I can't, I wouldn't go out to, you know, get a haircut. And then I found out that I could just do it myself. And now I'll never have to sit in a freaking chair again because I hate getting haircuts. Also, there's not that much hair to cut. I'm going to, one day it's going to all have to go except the beard. The beard stays, but thank you. Uh, Justin's here or AKA Justin. What's the AK? What's the other side of that? What are you also known as in, instead of Justin? Susan's here. Welcome. Um, yeah. Oh, it might be, you know what? The freshness might be the jacket and maybe the hat. It's a new hat. It's a new jacket. I don't know if I wore this on the last show or not. Maybe I did, but basically I'm working on a, uh, I'm working on a home brewing video that I've been working on for almost, um, a month or two. And this is my costume that I bought for it. All right. So Walt's asking, what is the ATM strategy? The ATM strategy is, uh, audience trust and monetization. And the, the whole idea is basically like build an audience, get them to trust you and then sell something, right? That's actually decent. Uh, and Sammy K is here as well. So, uh, Again, Miles Beckler, if you don't know who he is, you should. You should actually go over to milesbeckler.com or you could check out his YouTube channel, which I highly recommend. Um, he's somebody in this space who's been on the show a few times. Um, so you probably know who he is. And if you haven't, you can go back and watch those epi episodes with Miles. Um, just the real deal. Just a genuine, you know, entrepreneur who I, you know, it's very, it's been a very long time since I've actually learned something new from someone on the internet. He's one of those people. And honestly, this thing that he taught me and I implemented in the last two months, uh, literally increased my revenue by 66%. And I'm going to go through like basically all the results and what happened with that and all the details. Michelle's here. Nicole's here. Welcome everyone. Um, okay. So I'm going to show my screen because this is the, this was the tweet. 
that kind of like set this off and set this episode off. Clearly, people wanted to know the, the deets, and I have the deets. The deets are over at moneylab.co, and it's called the Gazillion Dollar Sales Funnel Experiment. I believe that that name is misleading because obviously I didn't make a gazillion dollars because it doesn't exist. But the whole, he called it, Miles had originally called it the million dollar sales funnel on, on Twitter. And I thought, well, I can't, I feels to not my brand. And then I went into Money Lab Pro and I asked around and I was like, what's a better name for this experiment? And somebody, it was Nathan who, who mentioned, why don't you call it the gazillion dollar sales funnel experiment? And that's what I did. But I, I don't think this is, I don't think this truly, uh, I think that people will skip over this thinking it's like kind of a joke, but it's not a joke. This is, this is legit shit right here. So uh, I have a list of kind of the steps on how, what I did, and I kind of want to go over each one, if you don't mind. Uh, by the way, this was the last episode of Money Lab Live with Miles, where we kind of went, which is what started. This was the catalyst for me in my business to sort of take what he was talking about and, and apply it to my own sites. Um, and then, yeah, he called it the uh, Million Dollar Sales Funnel, and we did a whole thread, and it's, it's all the, everything's here. So if you want to see like all the context, I don't think you really need it, uh, but basically, I'm just going to show you what I did. Okay, so here's the here's basically what it what it is. So I, I called it the gazillion dollar sales funnel. He calls it the ATM accelerator, and the ATM ATM accelerator is simply this: um, someone lands on my website via Google, right? Because they found me, you know. And so this is the audience part of the ATM strategy: audience trust monetization. Okay. Then they find my content helpful, hopefully. You know, they, they like what I'm writing about. They searched for it. They're actively, you know, on Google. They're like, hey, I have a problem or, or I'm trying to find a solution or I'm trying to learn something. They found me, whether it's through a YouTube channel or, uh, you know, a Google post or whatever. And so once they land on my site, my home, my home base, my goal now is to delight them and educate them with content. And then go, I have a I have a little extra thing for you. I have this little thing that I put together and I want you to have it. And all I'm asking for is your email address. This is called a lead magnet and an opt-in form. So you do that. And for me, it was a cheat sheet. And, the, and the, this is in my this is for my website, Swim University. So all of this is in the context of that one website. Um, so that website gets a lot of traffic. Uh, I, and I'll go through the numbers here in a second, but basically, uh, you know, on average about 400,000 page views or sorry, 400,000 unique visitors a month on average through the whole year. So yeah, pretty big site, but I've done this, um, miles has done this on smaller sites. I'm doing this on a smaller site as well and seeing like good results. So then finally they subscribe, right? So they've read content. They've built like I, they're, they became my audience. I am hopefully building trust with my content and with my, and now that they subscribed to me, they're trusting me with this, with their information. And then they're they're instead of taking them to like, Hey, thank you for subscribing as a thank you page. You take them to a one-time offer page. And this is where they can get a product of mine at a steep discount. And this will be the one time that they'll be able to get this. And at first I was kind of like, okay, well, I, you know, that doesn't really sound like me, but that said, here's what I was doing. Okay. If we go to swim, Univer whoops, swim university, right? 
I used to have this page. So when you subscribed to Swim University, by the way, um, it was basically just a newsletter, okay? So when you went to Swim University, you read an article and you're like, great, this is a great article. This is really helpful. No one's probably bookmarking it because I didn't kind of ask them to do that. They, you know, I'm just kind of hoping they bookmark it. And what I was trying, what I was getting from them was I was saying, I have a email list. I have a newsletter where every week I'm going to send you an email teaching you how to take care of your pool, which is true. And that was the sales pitch. Sign up for my newsletter. Sign up for my, my newsletter. My free news. And then I was like, oh, let me add free in there because maybe, you know, subscribing nowadays, um, you know, with Netflix and and other things, you know, now even email lists, paid email lists. Subscribing now means fork over the dough. But in this case, I was like, well, you know, maybe the vernacular has changed a bit. So I was like, okay, it's a free email list. I got to say that now explicitly. I was getting about, I don't know. I'd say like 0 0.2, 0.3% conversion rate. So for every, you know, 100 visitors to my website, I would get like a third of a person, which is pretty awful. Um, I was able with a lead magnet. So now if you go to Swim University, for example, and you just go to, you know, any article, I had this cheat sheet, this pool care cheat sheet that I had put together. I actually put this together a long time ago. It was an old, um, it was an old, infographic that I did way back in the day and I don't have infographics on the site anymore. So I was like, I have all this content that I've, you know, that I made like seven years ago. And so I repurposed it into a single PDF that you can download. And not only can you download this color version, you get this exact piece, but you can download, I created a, a black and white version. So if people wanted to print it, you know, at their home computers, they could do that. Right. So, so instead of offering a free email, which Miles had pointed out to me, nobody wants more emails. And I was like, holy crap, that's that's interesting. Um, like, obviously, there are companies that solely, this is their sales pitch, right? You have companies like The Skim and The Hustle, and I can't name any other ones, maybe like, I don't know, somebody else, where the whole idea is like, hey, get our email course, or hey, get a week, get a daily email with, you know, stories, that's the pitch. That's what it is. That's technically the pitch for me too, but I, I get way more signups this way than I do selling a selling quote unquote, uh, an email, more emails. So basically you sign up for this and it used to take you to this thank you page. This is what I had up for, I don't know, years. I mean, years, probably since the day I started the website, I changed a little bit, but this was all it was. It's content. And let me zoom in on this content because this content, this little area right here, worked very well, okay? Um, because I had this right, this paragraph right here I think is the key. Let me just get in real, real heavy on this, okay? Everything on the site is free, but if you really wanna dive in and learn how to take great care of your pool or hot tub, then I recommend checking out our paid products. It's how we keep the lights on and the free information flowing. That's my plead to anybody who subscribes. I'm like, look, everything I do, at all, at, we publish videos every single week on YouTube for free. We're sending out emails for free with helpful information. I've written articles. The team has written articles 
on this website for years. All of this shit is free. But if you want to support us, we have paid products. Now, that's a terrible sales pitch, okay? Um, it worked. People, you know, here's the problem with this. I'm saying pool or hot tub. I'm not speaking to anybody in particular. I'm speaking to anyone who subscribed. This worked, you know, if you subscribed and you got the hot tub cheat sheet versus the pool care cheat sheet, you got taken to this page. This page is, it, you know what? It did work though. People clicked these links and they bought the product. It just, it worked. And I had, I have like data on that. Um, so that, this worked, and so I was technically doing a version of this, right? I was doing this version of a, of a one-time offer, except I was really a, it was not a very compelling offer, and uh, it wasn't one time. It was just, hey, here's some shit. Buy it, please. No one's going to do it. Um, so a question from Walt is, can you post a link to that cheat sheet so I can see what exactly people have delivered to their email? Is it a PDF? Um, I mean, you can subscribe and get it. Why don't you do that? Um, because I, I don't have a link to just the cheat sheet because then why would I post that? Um, you, the, the idea is that I'm exchange, you're giving me an email address and I'm giving you this cheat sheet. You're, you're paying me in an email, but at the same time, you're not just getting an email. You know, I'm not just, you're not just getting a cheat sheet. You're getting like literally for as long as you want to stay on the email list a helpful email once or twice or even three times a week on how to take care of your swimming pool or your hot tub, depending on what you subscribe to. Um, and so, yes, essentially what happens is this is the order of operations and we'll get to it, which is you go to a post, you, you know, you read the post, you're like, this is a great post. All right. Um, you know, whatever you can subscribe down here. You can subscribe up here. There's no pop-ups. Okay. You subscribe, you get taken to an OTO page, um, which I technically can't show you because it's on a timer, but I will show you what it looks like kind of in a breakdown. Um, then with that, like once they, you know, get this, they go to the OTO page. Meanwhile, in their email, they're getting an, e the, the first email that I send them is like, here's your PDF. And you click a link and you go to a page where you can download either the full color version or the, or the black and white version or both. And that's all it is. Okay. Um, and then you get obviously emails after that, that are in certain cases, they're sales emails. In other cases, they're just like warming you up to be like, Hey, here's what you're going to get. And then you start getting weekly emails, like, you know, the following week of like, Hey, here's an, if you have a problem with algae, here's uh, you know, videos and, and free information about algae. It's all kind of contained in the email, it's like sending out tips, you know, based on what you're doing. Okay. So kind of moving forward, uh, that's the cheat sheet part of it, right? So I was already doing this and I was able to, let's go to uh, my Google data studio. I was able to increase my conversion rate from like what I say, 0 0.2 to 0 0.3. Uh, and this is just, let's look at just today. This is pulling up right now. Um, to about like, I think it's 2%, maybe a little bit less than 2%. Okay, more than 2%, 3.4%. So, um, you know, just today, which is not even over, I meaning it's not even, 
It's like two o'clock on the East Coast. Uh, 9,569 people visit it. These are unique people. These are not like page views. Unique individuals visited a, a page on my website that had to do with, you know, taking care of your pool, an article. 3.4 of them, <laughs> percent of them subscribed. So I got 321 email addresses today. People subscribed. Out of those 321 people today, you can see down here, 2.5 of them, 2.5% 2. 2 of them bought the product on the one-time offer page. I got eight sales today. Now that's a lot of traffic, okay? But that these numbers are what, what I was shooting for. So going back to the sales funnel, uh, the short-term goal with this, right? So here's, here's what I was trying to do, the accelerator. Uh, I was trying to get, I want one in 100 visitors to subscribe. So I needed a 1% conversion rate. Uh, got 3.4. So happy with that. Okay. They're taking to the one-time offer page where they can get my course for 50% off. And this is a one-time offer. Once, you know, once this is it. Uh, the original price, you know, I have the original price was $97 and it's discounted to $47. And I would love for this to convert above 2%, 2.5%. So it's converting above. These were the target numbers. That was it. Now, uh, Larry Ludwig on Twitter kind of put it out there like, hey, well, what's the price point? You know, the price point that you're offering is $47. Of course, people on the one-time offer page are going to buy it at, at such a low price. Um. So I was like, well, don't make that assumption. That's a weird assumption, right? So he made that assumption, right? Which is right here. So what's the price point again? I said $47. Makes sense that the that that's the price point. If it were $197, it wouldn't fly. Bullshit. Miles says, I have a $297 one-time offer that works. Really? Interesting. It's a very different niche than mine thinking about testing it at $197 to see if conversion goes up more than the loss in revenue. It's basically some marketers have ambitious buyers at many price points. It's just important to test. And this is it. You, you just test. Okay. Um, and that's kind of what this was all about. It was all about testing. Now I, I really thought that um, jacking the price up and at, you know, I added some more stuff to the course and increase the price this year, I thought that's going to kill sales. Completely the opposite. I think we got more sales. So I was like, okay, we got, I, I don't, I think, you know, it's important to do price testing and I kind of never did it. I did it very early on when I had just an ebook. When I had just an ebook, I was selling an ebook in the hot tub space for $50 and no one bought it. And then I dropped it to $40 and then some people bought it and I dropped it to 30, uh, $40 and then $30. And then all of a sudden people were buying it because they're like, oh, it's a book. A book costs about $25, $24 to $29. You know, if you look at the back of a book in Barnes and Noble or whatever, that's what I, that was my assumption. And I was like, okay, I can't sell eBooks in this particular industry for more than a price, the price of an actual book. Right. And I still believe that. That's my industry though. That's the swimming pool industry. I'm dealing with not a bunch of internet entrepreneurs like we all are, okay? These are 
I don't want to call them regular people, but you know, a lot of these people, they have, they're not doing what we're doing. So, you know, they're not in their email all the time like we are. Uh, so the short term goal of this was to get a quick sale after they subscribe. But if they don't, they're being put into my evergreen newsletter where they're getting helpful emails all the time. Right. So that's fine. Okay. The long term is that once I have them as a subscriber, I can continue to email them about product sales for as long as they keep opening up my emails, which the, 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 the thing that I, you know, been, have been trying to do since Amazon fucked me the first time in 2000, uh, what was it? 18, right. They cut commissions, you know, I didn't get hit as hard, but then in 2020 they cut commissions and I've been trying to kind of shift away from affiliate marketing as my primary source of income. Not that I shift away from doing it, but shifting it, shifting it away from my primary source of income to something I actually have control over, which is selling my own products. I, thankfully I was able to do that. And here we are, like I can, <laughs> I can like tweak things and improve them. And here's, and here's one way to do it. Um, so just kind of jumping over real, real quick to some questions here. Uh, so Aunt Mancini, do you have a video on YouTube showing how you, <laughs> how to set up Google data studio similar to your reports or am I imagining that? Yes, I do have a YouTube video on how I set up Google data studio. I don't think I have it specifically for this thing. Um, I didn't, I didn't really talk about it too much because if I'm being honest, like, yes, I do have this cool dashboard that I built in Google data studio, but I am not as reliant on it for metrics. It's cool to show you. Uh, but in the, in the grand scheme of things, um, I basically at the end of the month, I do all the numbers manually. I just go, okay, you know, how many subscribers do I have in my email list? You know, instead of like using a thank you page conversion goal in Google Analytics, like how many people came to the website? Okay. And I literally like take a note card and I start writing these things down and then go and then get my little calculator out and do the math and then write down sentences. I got this many blank, blank, blank. And I'll show you the, the result of those sentences at the bottom of this um, article. So Craig has, Craig says, oh yeah, uh, love the way to display traffic stats. Would you have a stream that you set up? Um, yeah, I mean, I could do a stream about it, but I, again, this is gonna be different for everybody and everyone has different metrics uh, that they wanna showcase. And also I think too, I, if I'm being honest, that was the first thing I did. I didn't set up an OTO page. I didn't set up all this shit. I set up Google Data Studio. as a procrastin procrastination technique I was so focused on visualizing stats before I had stats to visualize. That's how, you know, ridiculous. Walt says, how many subscribers do you have at Swim University? And how do you manage all the email interaction, MailChimp or what? Do you keep all the emails in a database? Uh, okay, so one, I have about 50,000 pool subscribers and about 10,000 hot tub subscribers. Um, I do not use MailChimp. I use active campaign and you can go to moneylab.co slash active campaign. Um, and if you, if you want to use active campaign, uh, I manage all the email interactions 
and I'm assuming email interaction, you mean like people are emailing me, emailing me back after they get emails. Um, if that is what you mean, and you can clarify, uh, I have a customer service representative that I pay to answer emails in a, we have a, a, a standard operating procedure on how to answer uh, emails. So um, yeah, that's that's kind of how we do it, but we use active campaign and everything's built, like all the emails we have to write. So we write all these emails. We send a broadcast out every Saturday because we post new videos up on YouTube. So we send an email out manually uh, you know, to all of these, all 50,000 people that says, hey, we have a new video up on YouTube. Guess what that does? Helps to boost our YouTube numbers, um, which is another reason to have a good, a big email list. So um, another, the other thing too is with an email list this size or with, 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 with collecting an email list, my whole point was, well, you know, and this is like doomsday shit, but like, what if Google decides to sandbox me or, you know, again, just major corporation makes a big fat decision that I had nothing to do with, like Amazon's done twice and it kills my business. Well, if I have an email list of, of people, I essentially could, could figure out a way to continue to have a business solely off the email list. I could provide content that way. I don't even really need a website. Um, but obviously I want to keep collecting email addresses over time. So this is a way to sort of future proof the business, but also to like dramatically increase revenue. Susan asks, uh, aren't you afraid 50% off will devalue your premium product? Maybe they'll expect huge discounts in the future. I actually hope that they do. One of the things that miles, uh, had taught me was, or one, one anecdote that he said, and I don't know if I put it in the article or not. Um, but basically Groupon has ruined this for everybody. Everyone expects big discounts and you know, the original price of my product was $49 and I would discount that to like, you know, 20% off or whatever. Um, but you know, I improved the product. I increased the price to $97 and now I can offer it at half price, which is essentially very close to what I offered it at full price, not two months ago. Um, but the only time you're getting 50% off is when you subscribe. That's the only time you're getting 50% off. If you don't act on that in that time frame, which I'll go over because there is deadlines in my case, I don't think you need them, but I do have them. You never get 50% off again. It is a one time offer. And then in the future, you're like, I didn't take advantage of that. You know, this happens a lot uh, in retail and you go, okay, well now I'm back to normal. What really helped me kind of get over this sort of mental hurdle, because it was certainly mental for me. Cause I'm like, well, you know, this feels very markety, very salesy, like very high pressure even. And I'm like, okay. So like in my head, I'm like, I hate being that way. But then I'm like, I did that for a living for years before the, like before I was even on the internet, I mean, I was on the internet, but like before I had this business, I used to be a marketing director at a pool supply company. It was a retail company. Um, we had four locations, uh, across, you know, the, uh, the Northeast and the, um, <laughs> I used to run sales, I used to run, like I used to put together these huge, like weekend, 
you know, 72 hour sales that were like, hey, you can get hot tubs at like super discounted prices or pools at discounted prices or supplies at discounted prices. Um, I had lost, you know, I, I understand I did lost leaders where I would like I basically would lose money on on products that I knew people would come in for and then they would buy other things. Um, this is just like, it was honestly retail marketing 101. And I did that all the time. And I'm like, how do I, all of these things that I knew how to do, I never employed them on my own website. And it just makes sense. It's how we all, you know, in my head, I'm like, well, you know, I, I was a home brewer personally that I just wait for shit to go on sale. I just sit there and, you know, like I subscribe or whatever and be a part of it. And then I just go like, Oh, I really want that thing, but not right this second because it's full price or I don't really need it right now. And all of a sudden they're like, Hey, we're having black Friday sale. Everything's 20% off. And I'm like, bye, 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 bye. So we all do it. So no, I am not uh, afraid. I'm not afraid. And in fact, I'll, I'll show you why I don't need to be. I have, I have proof. And that's, that's the thing. Like I, I, if I'm afraid, I'll never test. You can't be afraid. You have to go, you have to have an assumption and go, all right, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I was afraid to raise my price. And as soon as I did, I'm like, no one's buying. Oh my God, people are buying. I was wrong. Happy to be wrong. Um, David says, could you offer other courses? Yes, you can do that. Uh, I do not do that because I have my own courses and I've had them before I you know, implemented all this. So I didn't need to do that. But yes, uh, I know I've talked to Miles and he says, if, if you don't have your own course, yes, you could do this exact same thing just with somebody else's product and you get affiliate deals on that. Walt says, okay, interaction. I mean, subscribing, unsubscribing, active campaign is a great tool. Do you keep a backup copy of your email list someplace secure? Um, I do have backup copies on my email list, but I don't care. But because it's active campaign has, it's a kind of their whole business. So I pay for active campaign. I paid for it for the whole year. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I, active campaign is great. Yeah. I, I mean, unsubscribing, unsubscribing is all active campaign. So everything's done through that. At first I was afraid I was petrified. Thank you, Nathan. That made me laugh. Um, so moving back over and we'll get, we'll come back to questions. So keep asking them, please. Um, let's go back over to the screen here. So, so here's, here's the deal. So we have this, uh, this is the, the accelerator in visual format. You have organic traffic, you get a lead magnet, you can do a pop-up or an opt-in page up to you. I don't do either. Um, and then you get a one-time offer and they put get put into the evergreen newsletter. This is the basic sort of like version one of Miles Beckler's ATM strategy. Okay. There's a version two where uh, you start to, you know, play with paid marketing. Um but you know what? I just I just realized at first I was afraid I was petrified. That's I will survive. That's Gloria Gaynor, and I have a connection to that. Um, but I will not say because I just realized I probably shouldn't. Um, so here's the whole thing. So for paid traffic, then you start to get into paid traffic, right? And I'm gonna skip this part because um, I'll get to it at the, at, at the end. Uh, but basically, instead of having organic traffic, once you have this, you know, so I have this whole thing where I'm trying to get, you know, 1% of people from organic traffic to convert to subscribers and then 2% to convert to my product. 
Okay, if I can achieve those numbers, then I can start to do math where I can say, okay, well, what if I replace organic traffic with paid traffic, something I pay to have come through the exact same system, right? Uh, and I have those same percentages. Well, then I can work in reverse, okay? If I have, um, the idea is if I make, in my case, if I have a $47 product that's 50% off, I really make $45.63 after Stripe fees, okay? If my OTO converts at 1%, it means I need 100 subscribers to earn back the $45.63. And if my opt-in page converts at 50%, so I have people going from paid traffic to an opt-in page, if 50% of the people convert there, that means I need 200 people to click a Facebook ad at 23 cents a click or 45 cents per lead. So for every $45 I spend on Facebook, I earn $45. That was the goal, okay? That did not happen, but I'll show you what happened, okay? So I don't wanna, I'm kind of jumping ahead, but um, here's where it gets interesting. Now, this is uh, framework 3.0, and this is why it's called the ATM accelerator. So in this case, I just set it up kind of like, yes, Nathan, I'll let you know in, at the Money Lab Pro Happy Hour. Thank you for pointing, yes. It's not even that cool. It's really not that cool. I don't know Gloria Gaynor. Um, I just might name my brewery after Gloria Gaynor. Anyway, um, so the whole idea here is you start getting traffic, you start paying for traffic, right? You have this lead lead magnet, opt-in page, whatever. You have this one-time offer, they're going into your evergreen newsletter, and then you have a one-click upsell. So not only are you selling your original product at 50% off or some product at 50% off, but now you have another product that you, you know, since they already bought, they're much more likely to buy the next one or the small upsell. It could be a big upsell where it's like much more expensive than the original product, or it could be a cheaper one. In my case, it's a little cheaper. So that can increase your customer value, your overall customer value, okay? So phase one, simple. Create the lead magnet, create the opt-in boxes on your website, create the OTO page with a steep discount. I added a deadline to mine uh, using deadline funnel, okay? And then I set up an automation to, to deliver the lead magnet via email, and there's more. Phase two of my entire experiment was to basically, like once that was set up, right? I was, I could, I could basically start to pay money for ads and run them through the same system and see what my conversion rates are there. They were very different, and I will explain. And then phase three was just like, okay, now, it's the sort of the long-term play, right? Phase three is I have them on my email list. They may not have bought on the one-time offer page. I'm okay with that. But now I have all these subscribers. And so I could start to run flash sales. I could do every single email that I send out three, you know, two to three times a week with helpful tips. You can just have a little PS at the bottom that says, by the way, I have this product. It, it'll help you with the thing I'm talking about here and it's full price. People will buy that way too. There's just, you know, the thing is, is that I'm just giving people offers. That was the thing I sucked at so long is it's like, I, I need to tell people I have a product for sale. That's my entire business. Um, so anyway, I had to test different lead magnets because in this case, like I've, I've tested videos as a lead magnet. I've tested cheat sheets. I've tested, you know, um, checklists, 
Uh, a cheat sheet worked for me, and I'll explain my hypothesis on that. The word cheat sheet already implies value because a checklist is a checklist. It's like, okay, it's valuable, but it's still like, a, it's still a, like you still have to do things, right? To, to check off the list. A video, you're watching one for free right now. Videos, we, I, I value video. I think video is incredibly valuable. Video courses are even more valuable to me because I, I like to learn via video, but they're free. Like if I have a problem, like my, I have a, I have a sink in my brewery that's like slowly draining and I just, I don't Google it. I YouTube it because I'm like, I need to visually see what I'm, what I'm looking at. So for me, like the video didn't really work as much as a cheat sheet, which inherently is like, well, who's offering a cheat sheet in this field? It's, I don't, and I'm, you're, you're giving somebody the cheat code. It's everybody wants that. At least it's a hypothesis. It's, that's what I, you know, think. Um, and so, yeah, I told you that this whole section, I kind of like broke down, you know, what I, how I design my pages, um, which is. I have a top opt-in, I have my product in the middle, and then I have a bottom opt-in, okay? Converts at 3.4%. I, I can't ask for anything better than that. I mean, I could, I should, but that's really good compared to what I had before, okay? Now on the email marketing side of things, uh, it's really simple. When somebody subscribes, and this is just, this is organic traffic, by the way, we're not talking about paid traffic because that turned out to be very different, but I didn't know that until I started testing it. So with organic traffic, you land on a page. Now think about it this way. You're Googling something, you have a problem. I'm in that mode, right? Like last night, my sink was draining a little slow and I was like, I want to fix this right now. I YouTube it. And if someone's like, I have a course on fixing sinks, I probably wouldn't have bought it, but you can see like I'm in that mindset to possibly buy something like that. Um, so in this case, they're actively reading an article. They're trying to get their pool started. They're trying to, you know, solve a problem. They're just, they just want to learn. Maybe they moved into a house with a pool and they're like, where do I start? So they subscribe for the cheat sheet, which tells them how to take care of their pool every single week. You know, things to do, things to look out for. And they get the cheat sheet. So they get it. Basically what happens is inactive campaign. And this is the whole active campaign breakdown just for this is this is the early stage. I, it has gotten much more complex since. But I literally just had to start with like, how, what's the simplest thing I can do? I just needed to deliver the cheat sheet. So I have people coming into the post or people coming into the form. I added them to an audience on Facebook thinking ahead, being like, well, I want to be able to exclude these subscribers from Facebook ads because I don't want to serve them the same ad. They already, they already subscribed and I can build lookalike audiences off of these pool subscribers. So they come in here, they get, uh, you know, they become part of the list they get to send an email, download the cheat sheet, go download the cheat sheet, wait a day, and then go into our evergreen news or evergreen newsletter forever. Okay. So then I created the one-time offer page. The one-time offer page, I decided I was trying, I was trying to do it in Podia since that's how I sell my courses. Um, but Podia uh had some visual, like I there was a, you know, even though they just came out with a new sales page builder, it's still like not a hundred percent customizable. And for 
Uh, Miles had kind of pointed out to me that there's a lot of conversion killers on those pages. And so uh, I decided to use something different. I was going to use WordPress, but WordPress gets really messy. And I decided to just move over to lead pages. Now I'm only using lead pages for my OTO pages, for my opt-in pages, like things that I don't need SEO'd, if that makes sense. Okay. These are like just mostly marketing pages and they're not, it's not a plugin. I'm using it on a separate subdomain. So all of the pages that I create are on the subdomain pages.swimuniversity.com. And then my website's on swimuniversity.com and my products are on you know, my Podia products are on products.swimuniversity.com just to kind of keep things separated, but are all under the same domain, really. Okay. And what's cool about using lead pages is obviously like you have like, you can design to your heart's content. The pages load relatively fast. I, I'm surprised by how fast they load, but that's great. You know, obviously I'm not super concerned about page speed in that context because I'm not trying to SEO it, but I still want the pages to be fast for user experience. And they seem to have nailed that. But the most important thing was the AB testing. It's built in, the split testing is built into lead pages and I can go, okay, maybe let's try this opt-in page versus this opt-in page from the same traffic source and see which one gets more conversions and just try to, and I could do that like right within the software and go, boom, that's the one. Okay, cool. I could change things very easily and I, I'm not worried about, you know, it's just, I don't know. It just makes a lot of sense for me. One of the best decisions decisions I made this year was was kind of putting marketing type of pages on lead pages. Plus, I can spin up things really quick. So, for example, and this is kind of a tangent and more of a lead page sale. By the way, if you're interested in lead pages, uh, you can use my affiliate link, which is uh, moneylab.co slash lead pages. But um, I am working on a homebrewing video right now that's like pretty massive. And I want to create a, an opt-in page for just that video. So somebody's going to watch this video. And at the end, there's going to be a, and in, in between in cards and stuff, there's going to be a pitch to be like, hey, do you want to see how this video was made? The full brew day behind the scenes, my recipe, like all of this extra shit, then go to this website, you know, this URL. Um, and then that's going to be a lead page where they can just subscribe and then it'll they'll get put into active campaign and they'll get this whole series of emails. It's like, here's the behind the scenes video. And that's all going to be hosted on lead pages because it's just much easier for me to design an experience over there. And it's still brewcabin.com. It still says that, you know, it looks like brewcabin. I can make it look that way, but it's not being served up on WordPress and I have to, you know, have it and I can just make these nice custom design pages. Um, and as a designer, you know, that's important. And, I can code, but it just takes me way longer to do. So this was super helpful. And then plus, now that I have traffic coming into these pages, I can start split testing because maybe a pop-up versus like an email box or this button color versus that button color is gonna convert more you know, traffic, which I've done. Then I have my OTO. So I can't show you the OTO because, like the actual OTO, because it's it's on a timer. But here's basically the breakdown. What's the problem? Give me the solution, who's used it before, proof, what's the offer, and why should I do it right the second, okay? So in, in my case, I have this big headline, I have a little sub-headline, and I have my sales video. Uh, then I have a sales letter that basically tells you the solution to the problem, my testimonials, okay? These are three testimonials. 
Then I have my offer, which is like one-time offer, 50% off. And then I have some FAQs. And then why now is my deadline timer, which is in the case of the swimming pool people who are coming from Google, who are actively like ready to buy 15 minutes. I have not tested. I've tested other time. I've tested a 24 hour timer versus a 15 minute timer. 15 minute works. I have you right now. And the reason I chose 15 minutes was because I started to notice that I would send out this cheat sheet, you know, this first email, dude, people would like subscribe on a Monday and then open their email for the cheat sheet on a Friday. And I'm like, see, they're not using the email like we are. So they're much slower. So I'm like, I have you right now. You are in the mindset. You got 15 minutes to make a decision. It's 50% off. It's affordable. You know, if you have a more expensive product, I would argue, I, I would hypothesize you would need a longer sales. You know, you need some time to nurture and, you know, whatever. But these are people who have a pool. It is the summer. It's the spring right now. Like time is not on their side, especially if they live anywhere where it's like cold at any time of the year, they're going to be closing their pool. So time is of the essence. I don't have time to wait to get an email later to, you know, where I have seven days to make a decision. Like, no, now's the time. It's worked very well for me. It did not work for the Facebook people. So we'll get to that. So um, I wanted to test two different things. The 15-minute deadline. So when someone lands on my site, they're ready to buy. I just mentioned this. And then the seven-day deadline because my audience is older and they're not checking their email every hour, nor do they practice inbox zero like I do. So you know, will this, you know, can you do this? Um, Susan just asked, how can you do this without deadline funnel? Just don't use deadline funnel. You, 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 you can just skip this why now section and just do one time offer. And, uh, you know, I think you'll see results with that. And then, cause my, my original test was like, I'm not, I don't feel like doing setting up deadline funnel, whatever. Um, so I just set up the page as is, no deadline, nothing. So yes, they have unlimited amount of time to, to take this offer. It's a one-time offer if they remember the page and the URL, that's good for them and then they can still buy it, which is great. Um, I would test it without it and then let it run for like two weeks, maybe a full month and then go, okay, this is selling. Here's my conversion rate without deadline funnel. And then go, you know what? I'm going to test deadline funnel for two weeks or a month. Throw deadline funnel on that page. See if the conversion rate goes up. If it does, deadline funnel all, suddenly becomes worth it. You know, so I would do it without it, which is basically what I did to start. I don't remember what my conversion rates were than what they were. I, I did them so close together that it didn't even matter. Um, but yeah, you can do it without it. So. I just have, yeah, the deadline funnel. It's really easy to set up. Um, and I think it's, uh, what is this? Moneylab.co slash deadline funnel if you want to use it. I like it. It's really simple. Um, takes a little bit to set up and understand what it does. Essentially, here's what it does. Because I, I think this is helpful because I kind of was confused by this. It means you have two pages, okay? You have your sales page, the page that you sell your product at full price like the sales page you have right now, probably. Okay. That's normal. 
in the one-time offer scenario, you have to create a separate one-time offer sales page. You're essentially duplicating the sales page. But instead of the, so on the, on the one-time offer page, you have a button that applies a coupon or, you know, it's a special, you know, link or whatever, however you want to do it. But the only time they can get that offer is if they click that button on the one-time offer page. What Deadline Funnel does is it says, what's your deadline funnel? Where do you want it to exist? Okay, I want it on my one-time offer page. You just give it a URL. Cool. When the deadline's over, it will, based on the user's IP address, it will redirect them to the original sales page. So they have 15 minutes to buy. After 15 minutes, when they try to go back to that one-time offer page, it's going to redirect them to the original sales page. And therefore, it is a true one-time offer. Okay, so I'm going to show you, yeah, this is basically what we just looked at. But basically, uh, in March, which is an off-season for me, I had 193,000 roughly organic subscribers. Not roughly. This is exact number, but I'm just not saying this 395. I just said it. So it's exactly 193,395 organic visitors to pool articles. And 1.8 of them converted to 3,400. Now, this is before I had the cheat sheet, by the way. I was, like, testing different things. 100 of them, 100 sales came in, courtesy of the OTO page, at a 2.93% conversion rate. And 25 of those people bought the second, the one-click upsell. So that's a 25% conversion rate. So if we scroll down, this is what it looked like. This is what we just saw in that, you know, Google, uh, that's that's this essentially. Just I just made it nicer looking. Organic traffic, 1.8%, 2.9%, 25%. Here, just today, very different number because it's the summer now. It's not March. So we're getting very, very different numbers here, okay? This is kind of the same, and then this has been the same as well. Okay, so here's the thing, 2%. I want it, to, I want it over 2% because what, what, what happens with 2%? Let me scroll back up. Let's go back to uh, this section where I talk about Facebook ads, okay? If my OTO converts at 1%, then I am basically spending $45 to earn back $45. I'm breaking even. If it converts at 2%, it means I'm spending $45 and making 90. So that's why I wanted it at 2%. Anything over that, that's I'm, you know, I'm profiting even more. Here's the rub. We go down to the bottom here where we were. Phase two, let's let's take this funnel that I built, okay, and let's pay for traffic to run through it and see what the conversion rates are for that. Um, long story short, let me see if I can get to the bottom here. Um, yeah, they didn't buy. Okay, this is this is using the fifteen minute deadline. Um, it was not working. Uh, this was not profitable. I'm trying to see. I invested $334. I got 781 leads who didn't buy. <laughs> so, you know, uh, what does it say here? So, yeah, you can see it right here. So I spent $471. The average click-through rate was decent, 5.6. Average cost per click is decent. Got a lot of subscribers, but only three purchases. So 
I only made this much. Uh, obviously not profitable. So what I don't, so what was the deal? Like if you look at this, I have a zero, you know, I've gotten people to visit 50% conversion rate on my, you know, this is Facebook by the way. So people are coming in through Facebook. Let me zoom in if I can here. So ignore this area cause that's not set up correctly, but pool traffic, 220 people today, click the ad, 110 of them subscribed. I don't know why you would click an ad and then not subscribe, but you did. Um, so that's the goal was 50%, cool. Uh, but nobody converted. Now this is not set up 100% correct, but it's basically zero. Um, that's because it wasn't working. And so what I had to do was go, I'm gonna try a seven day deadline because here was my hypothesis. Basically, and I'll read this to you, Google, Google traffic, right? People that are actively searching on Google are in the mindset to solve a problem. And you are offering that solution on the one on the OTO page. However, the people on Facebook who I'm retargeting, by the way, so it's not like, you know, I know they own a pool, but they're not actively trying to, they're not messing with their pool right now. They're on Facebook. I don't know what they're doing on Facebook. They're definitely not thinking about their pool. So here comes a Swim University ad that's like, hey, now's the time you should think about your pool. And they're like, yeah, yeah maybe you're right. And they click it. You know, you, I'm, you can tell by my demeanor, like, this is how I, I feel. Oh, give me a click it. And it's like, oh, yeah, subscribe, you know, subscribe. And these are the people that are, like, subscribing on Monday and then not opening up the cheat sheet until Friday because it's like, I'm I'm in the, I'm not in the pool mindset right this second. So they need more time. They can't, 15 minutes, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa I'm on Facebook, man. I don't have time to buy your shit. Like, I'm, I'm looking at my ex-girlfriend. I want to see who she's dating. And that's what I'm that's what I'm here for. Okay. That's all I'm here for. I want to look up friends from high school. Did they get fat? That's all I want to know. They're not thinking about their pools. So that my hypothesis was let me set up a seven day automation. Let me give them a full week to be like, okay, you are not in the in the mindset. Let me put you in the mindset. So long story short. And where am I on my list of things? Collect email addresses, boom, boom, boom. Okay, we're still in, uh, you know. So anyway, uh, if you want to go on this, I'm going to skip all this shit. But basically, it's a seven-day sequence. It's all right here. It's all from Miles, social ad class. Um, check it all out. Uh, I've done some testing, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Here's where the Facebook stuff got interesting after the seven-day thing. This is fun. Okay. After only two weeks of running this in April, which again, still off season for me. Okay, here are the results. I got a hundred and, or sorry, I got 962 leads, so subscribers, at 69 cents each. Excellent. I spent a total of $663.78. So out of those 962 subscribers, leads, who finished the automation, the seven day automation, 13 of them bought. Conversion rate went up. 1.35% as opposed to what was, what was it before? Uh, if we scroll back up, oh, I didn't put the conversion rate, but, uh, yeah, three out of 784. No. Okay. So much better. So 962, 13 of them bought 1.35% conversion rate. Each sale earned me the same $45 and 63 cents after Stripe fees. By the way, remember to do this. There's people, other people taking money especially Stripe or, or PayPal or whatever, like factor that in, um, which means that I made $593, 
And that means I only lost 70 bucks from running this campaign for two weeks, okay? I'm talking about one ad. This is like the simplest email of Facebook campaign ever, okay? So if you were to take that 70 bucks, roughly, and you divide it by the number of people who did not buy, so 500 or 949 people, I really paid seven cents a subscriber, okay? Because you're you're minusing this 593, right? Um, then this leaves me with, um, you know, 949 su subscribers who haven't bought. I went into active campaign and I looked at how many of those 949 people from Facebook actually opened any emails, like actively engaged. I found out that 338 of those subscribers have not opened a single email or clicked any link in any email since they subscribed from Facebook. These people are fucking duds, okay? This is the cost of doing business, I guess, 338, which leaves me with 611 people who actively subscribed but did not purchase anything yet, meaning my true cost, instead of seven cents a subscriber, is really 11 cents a subscriber. And I'm really happy with those numbers because it's my job to later convert them to sales. Okay, here's how it works. Uh, out of those 611 people, now these are not buyers, these are active people that I got from Facebook, 42 of them clicked a link to the sales page and I tagged them when they did that so I know that they're interested. So that's 6.87%. And that means that all I need, because now it's not 50% off anymore. That was the one-time offer. It's gone. These people are past the automation point, the seven-day automation. The next sale they get is 25% off, which makes my product $72 minus Stripe fees, which is $70. That's how much it costs me. So all it means all I need is one Facebook subscriber out of 611 people to buy some point in the fucking future. The chances of that happening are extreme. In fact, I already know it works. So that's that's where like the re shit really gets interesting. It's like knowing your numbers, okay? All of this, it was done manually. All, all of these metrics, I'm literally like having, a, okay, how, you know, it's how many people came in from Facebook? I wanna know that number. So I created a separate form in active campaign that tags people as from Facebook, you know, like that's how it works. And then I just sort by that tag and go, you know, between these two dates and I, I just export it. You know, it's like, I don't even have to export it. It tells me the, the count. So now I have the count. It's like, all right, there's 900 and whatever people. Okay. How many of those people are tagged? They bought something. Okay. And it's like, write down that number. And it's like, you write down all these things in that two week time frame. How many people of those finished the automation? That sort of thing. All of this can be done in Active Campaign, which is actually pretty excellent. So, this is where phase three kicks in. So, now I have like Facebook subscribers coming in. It's working pretty well. I have organic people coming in, subscribers. That's working really well. Now it's time to play the long game. And this is where it gets like, this is the future proofing part of all of this. And this is where the numbers are so promising. Okay, so according to Miles Beckler, milesbeckler.com and youtube.com slash milesbeckler, please go check him out. It's Beckler, 
not Becker, B-E-C-K-L-E-R. Okay. According to Miles, 80% of sales happen after the 90-day mark. Now, in my industry, that could be true with hot tubs. It's probably not true with pools because the window of take, of opening a pool in most parts of the world are like three to four months, okay? Because we have a very seasonal window. Um, so I think it's shorter. And my hypothesis is that it's shorter, okay? This is gonna be different for every industry. You have to do the, re you, not even the research. One, you have to just put it in place. Then you have to just look at the numbers and go like, okay, that didn't work, why? And just ask yourself questions and then go, all right, I'm gonna, here's my hypothesis, let me go try this now. And I don't even think you have to run like true A-B tests to do this. You can just run something for a week or two, depending on how much traffic you get, and then run it again a following week. I will say that this shit happens much faster when you have a lot of traffic to work with. If you don't, you have to let it breathe, like let it run, let it eat, all right? Let it happen. Patience is a virtue here, and I am, uh, I am the pot calling the kettle black because I do not follow that rule. Um, so if this is true, Jason Resnick, he says, again, on those subscribers that did not convert after the seven-day automation, 21 days later, pitch them again, and you'll get your ad, back, ad revenue back in 30 days. That's exactly what I did. Okay, I created this email. Uh, it's a flash sale. So it's an automation inactive campaign. So what happens is you go through the seven-day automation sequence, right? You did not buy, okay? So you are put into another automation that waits for 21 days, and then it sends you four emails. It's a 72-hour flash sale. Again, this is a test. I, I, I could try a five-day flash sale. I could, I could try a 24-hour flash sale. I could try all these things, okay? But I decided to stick with three day just felt, you know, a good place to start. You announce the sale. We're running a flash sale, 72 hours. You can use deadline funnel, start the deadline funnel now. This is where deadline funnel really shines is when you use it with email marketing. Then I have a FAQ that comes out, then I have a final offer, and then I have a last chance offer. So there's like two final offer emails like, hey, this is counting down, okay? Um, now I ran this to 13,000 subscribers in an off month, and I made 53 sales, which is not really that great, 0.4% conversion rate. Um, but I think one, I mean, I don't know how many of these people were like cold or, you know, they've just been kind of dormant. It's It was too early in the season for me, but here's where things get interesting. So I let, you know, March is where most of my numbers were coming from. And then I let April kind of happen. And here's where April gets interesting. Again, I'm a seasonal business. April is technically still an off month for me. May, June, July, August. Those are my four months. Okay, September a little bit because people are closing, but those are the months. Some parts of April too. Out of April, in April, I had 302,064 unique visitors to specifically just pull articles. That was a almost... 10% decrease over the previous year, over April 2020. It's not a, It's not that I lost ranking or anything. It's just a different month, different year. Last year was like the pandemic. Everyone was, they knew they were going to be stuck at home. Maybe they just Googled shit more often. 
okay? But I got 4,884 subscribers from both organic and Facebook, and I would say 75% of them came from organic. I made 512 sales totaling $33,000. Now, last year, I made, in, in April 2020, in April 2020, I made 430 sales totaling only 19. So this month saw a 19% increase in the number of sales. Okay, that's the literal number of like units sold at a higher price point. So less traffic, even at a higher price point, sold more units. OTO page, okay? Uh, the average customer value in 2020 was $46.03, and this year it went up to $64. So it's like a 20% increase in just because I have that upsell now, okay? Uh, so if you include the upsell, I actually made $35,624, an extra $2,300. So my, my upsell was only like 20 bucks or something like that. Um, so yeah, all of this is, all of this is to say when you, when you compare this number, 33,000 to previous year's number, uh, my revenue increased by 66.78%. Why? Well, yes, the price increase, test your pricing. Um, the OTO page increased the, so the price increase led to a higher average customer value and it did not affect the number of sales. I thought that the number of sales would have gone down because the price is higher. Turns out not true because I had the OTO page that kind of like pushed the product a little harder, but it's still, people were buying at $97 just sort of because it, they just guess it was worth it to them. And I wasn't, I didn't test it until this year, okay? Now, what didn't work was Facebook ads and split testing and I say split testing because I don't give enough time. This is like, I'm, I'm saying be patient and yet I am not patient. If I was patient, this would work out much better. There are some things that I did with split testing and Facebook ads that did work. So it's not quite killing it, but like they're technically profitable and I'll take it. You know what I mean? But am I willing to go and spend like thousands and thousands of dollars per month on this? No. I think I need to dial in my and get my conversion rate numbers a little bit better. And obviously, like things are going to be very different in September and October for me. Okay, not maybe not for everybody, you know, and specifically the industry that you're in. But like, yeah, it's going to be very different for me. So I need to like figure out like what my numbers are and how they how they do it. Anyway, um, but that's it. That's how I did it. And I know there's questions, so let's ask them. Um, I'm going to scroll back up because I know there were some that I was, uh, let's see. First, I was afraid I was petrified. Bradbury Robinson, if you see a product or service has had a previous discount, then I tend to hold off until getting close to that again. That's the 21 day flash sale. That's the thing too. Like, um, you have to sell. And I know that like you can put your product up and you can like, you know, pitch it once and it's like, cool, I, I did it. I pitched it. It's gotta be over and over, beat people over the head. I mean, this is what we did with, this is what, how was why you know what Geico is. You should not know what Geico is, but you do. <laughs> um, and let's see. Okay. 
what would work in the dating relationships industry, cheat sheet may not be taken well. Fair point. Fair point. Uh, Dan Ariely has a cool psychological studies about shopper behavior. Ariely says, if you can get a shopper to even consider paying a much higher price, the idea of that higher price point can stick with them. Yes. Um, there's a book that I've read a long time ago. It is crazy dense and I hated it to be honest with you. Um, but it's called influence and it's like the seven psychological steps to buying or whatever. Uh, you could find like a cheat sheet on, on the seven steps and you don't need to read the book. It is annoying, but, um, yeah, there's a bunch of psychological tricks and you see them all the time. You just don't even realize, you know, it's like, oh yeah, duh. Okay. Yeah, time, time sensitivity, you know, urgency is one of them. Um, you know, when, when somebody – when you get somebody to, like, accept some kind of, like – or have some sort of exchange, whether it's free or not, they're more likely to continue that path of, like, you know – you know. so, for example, giving their email address, they're paying you in some in – in a non-currency fashion, so they're more likely to do it, do it again afterwards, which I think is why the OTO page plus the deadline works so well because you're combining two uh, modes of influence into one sort of thing. Um, so yeah, Susan asked, and I already answered this. Can you do all of this without a deadline funnel? I encourage you to do it without a deadline funnel and then add a deadline funnel to see if you can, how much it actually increases your conversion rate. Uh, should this be a no index page? I have it as a no index page. Yes. Yes. Um, I don't SEO any of my sales pages. Um, like my thank you pages was no index. Uh, Yeah. If you, you obviously you don't want people, you don't want this searched, you know, and even if, it, even if it was searched, like, yeah, I mean, people, maybe they'll buy it, which is good too, but I don't, I don't want it, uh, searched dad's here with, uh, an emoji. I think he's cool, but doesn't understand what's going on. And that's fair. Um, Steph says, I'd, I'd like, I'd say something like secrets from a matchmaker to get XYZ Se secrets are sexy. I'd pay for secrets. Yeah, that's another. We have secrets on our home brewing page. It doesn't do that well, but yeah, I think in certain industries it would do, uh, it would do well. Yeah, thirty percent of customers are duds. Sounds about right. I mean, that's not bad, right? It's like eighty twenty. It's like eighty percent of customers are bad. Twenty percent are great. Thirty percent, I'll take. Uh, uh, Susan, I wonder if Facebook people aren't buyers because they spend too much time on Facebook. No time to take courses or take care of their pools or whatever. Maybe they're just Facebook zombies. I mean, that's certainly possible, you know, but they are buying. I mean, they, they just don't, they're not, they're, it's not gangbusters, but they're buying. And again, like now they're on my email list. Now they're getting an email like multiple times a week. That's like, hey, you like, do you have this problem? Hey, here's a, here's a tip. Like, Go outside and, and clean your skimmer baskets because, like, it just rained. I don't know. These are – and it's like, oh, this is super helpful. This is like, oh, I, you know, we sent out an email. There's literally in 2021 a chlorine shortage. And you might have read about it in the news. We certainly did. And we were like, all right, well, we're going to send an email out this year that's like, hey, here's what to do. You know, stock up. You know, here's – you know, buy in bulk. Um you know, don't worry, here's some alternatives. Oh, you know, this is like a really just helpful email. That's the best, like, I got people texting me, like, hey, did you hear about this chlorine shortage? I have a pool, what should I do? I'm like, 
subscribe. Subscribe to my email list. That's why you. That's why I have it. Uh, and also, that's that's like the way to do it, right? Um, yeah. So, and, and Nathan says their intent is different, right? They're they're you're interrupting their entire their what they're doing on Facebook. Uh, yeah. Okay, so. Aunt Mancini says, you said Miles used a strategy earlier on smaller sites. Based on your experience, would you recommend a newer site with little traffic to set this up? I mean, yes. Why? I mean, all right. So I don't I don't know if Miles used it on it. I don't know if I – did I say that? Because I don't mean that. Because I don't really know the answer to that. I've used it on a smaller site. So I'm using it on um, Brew Cabin. I don't have the numbers yet, but Brew Cabin only gets – 25,000 uh, visitors a month. Um, and so, yeah, I, I have a course and I'm putting that in place in the early stages because then I can, I'm more, much more willing to put time and effort into creating content because I know like I have the funnel set up. So it's like it, like it, you can think of it in this, in this metaphor of like um, you have a bucket and your bucket has a bunch of holes in it. Right, which is the same as a website with no opt-in. Right, it's it's people are finding your website. Okay, they read an article and they're like, "Great, well, see you later," and they kind of like they bounce, and it's like, "Okay, well, I just had this person. They came in my site and then they left, and I don't know who they are. I wanted to be your friend, and they left. So you're get you're working so hard." to like attract these people to your store. You can think of it, you can think of it as so many different metaphors, like a retail store. It's like, you just exist <laughs> you know, on, a, on a street. People walk in and if they don't buy shit, you're not gonna have a fucking business. Like you're just gonna have like a, a basically like a uh, like a free art gallery. I don't know what, I don't know what what it is. But if you think of it like a bucket, that's, you have a, you have a bucket that you're filling, but it's got a bunch of holes in it and then people are just like leaving. So, Instead of trying to pour more water in the bucket, meaning get more traffic, why don't you plug up the holes so that when you do decide to pour more water in there, you get to keep more water and you get a business in the long run. Um, and I think the last thing we have here, why the waiter gives you mints, you're more likely to give a tip. Is that true? Is that why the waiter gives you mints? I did not know that, but yeah, you could, you could make that argument. Sure. Um, I don't know if there's any, if anybody else has any questions, we'll kind of wrap this up. I think it's been pretty long. Um, so anyway, I just want to give a shout out real quick to miles Beckler. Once again, please go and, and, um, go watch his stuff on YouTube. It's, it's excellent. Uh, I watch all of his videos when they come out and we are contemporaries. So that's great. Um, and you can go to milesbeckler.com. You can go to youtube.com slash Miles Beckler. Go check him out. Um, also, if you want to read this in more detail, we kind of went over it, but it's moneylab.co slash sales dash funnel, or you can just go um, to moneylab.co. It's right on the homepage. It's called the Gazillion Dollar Sales Funnel Experiment. Um, oh, and Bradbury says it's in the in the book Influence about the waiter and the mints. Okay. Um, also, I have something for sale. It's not a one-time offer, though. Uh, you can go to moneylab.co slash pro. Pro, Money Lab Pro, is 
all of my courses, I have five courses and I have a WordPress theme that's super fast. So we have a course on SEO, like a full video course on SEO, a full video course on page speed, on YouTube, on you know setting up a YouTube channel and getting traffic from that. We have one about monetization, all of this stuff. We have a whole community of people. A lot of people here, Susan's here, Nathan's here. People are in the community who uh, kind of help each other out. Even myself, I need help, you know, and I share a lot of this sort of behind the scenes stuff over at Money Lab Pro. So if you want to check it out, moneylab.co slash pro. And that's the pitch. And I'll pitch you again if you subscribe to my email list. Actually, I don't have that set up yet, but that's uh, it's coming. I'm only one person. It takes a while to do this stuff. Uh, that's it. Thank you for joining me. Have a good weekend, everybody, and I'll see you later. Bye-bye.